boys and girls, and welcome to Storytime with Adam Cole, baby. It doesn't matter how elite you are. It's like missionary position every single night. The truth is the truth. something truly evil. Free the Titan! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of appropriate ages, Nerdies proudly presents to you it's Internet and Podcast Trios Champions of the World. I am one-third of those champions, co-host of this show, the Alpha of Alphas, the Lord and Master of the Universe. She's lucky, she's cute, and I love her to pieces. I am Justin as always, joined by my co-host, my hetero life mate, father of the most adorable little girl on this podcast, god of the dad bod, king of chaos himself, god. our third in our trio is not here, so the Van Dam of the Body Slam says he's at a Halloween party, allegedly. So that leaves... All of you to bow down and prepare yourselves for the man, the myth, the legend, hailing from parts well known. He is the mouth of the East, God's favorite atheist. Mike, and I really need a red marker. Mm-mm. And, of course, our dude. The million dollar mensch himself. There it is. The oldest yep. of the young boys. <laughs> All right. Uh, Joe, who does have a red marker. All right. You guys don't understand. She didn't, didn't just want a red marker. She needed a red marker. Kyle, if I could pass this to you through the through the internet, I totally would. I don't think Jill would be pleasantly happy about you passing a red sharpie. <laughs> To their very young child. I literally asked her what she needed a red marker for. So I was like, what the heck? Come on. Chalk outline. He wants to stay on the show forever. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bedtime. Can I get a smooch? You want Baba? Mm, Okay. You want Baba? Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you for. Mwah. Mwah. So, love all of you out there. 
podcast. Andrew Joe, it belittles you. You guys, you guys see that? Daddy, 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 first favorite. Yeah. I saw she was daddy gripping you. She was gripping yeah. you. Like daddy was. Daddy. Mommy's second favorite. This is Wrestling With Ourselves, where we talk about wrestling shenanigans and usually run down pay-per-views, but I don't even remember the last show that happened anytime recently. So instead, I have a couple bullet points, some major headlines, I guess, in the world of wrestling. Let's start with one that might not be so well-known to everybody else in this group. But there is a possibility that Kyle knows what MLW is. Yeah. Okay. Major League Wrestling? It is. Yeah. Wow. That's really hard to figure out. Um, (laughs) They were cryptic. It is... It is, I'd say, like, the what? Like, the fourth biggest promotion in the U.S.? Give or take. Uh, Run by Court Bauer, uh, former uh, wrestling dirt sheet guy. I mean, it might be the fifth biggest now because of NWA. Yeah, but NWA, NWA, I don't know if you saw the video of this yet, but they did, they did a skit in the audience where one of their wrestlers was doing lines of coke with a bunch of hookers. I'm not making that up. Okay. Bring it back the territory days, brother. That's late nineties Vince shit right there. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, they're still on top. AEW second. Does Impact still exist? We'll get to them. All right. So, uh, MJF came out of MLW. That's a OK. A couple other guys. Possibly their biggest name. Uh. currently at least is asking for his release anyone we'd know Kyle might know who Hammerstone is Alexander Hammerstone I'm not sure if that's a great name or a horrendous one I'm trying to I I saw a clip of somebody that went and did a show at MLW I'm trying to think if it was it Moxley maybe it was Ethan Page I think Went it, and had a match with that guy. It could have obviously won, but helped put over the guy though. Yeah, he's he's pretty good, yeah. and I guess he feels that he's outgrown the company because uh, he wants out. Don't know if there's interest by other parties, either the Fed or Tony Khan's Playhouse. He's going to get picked up by Vince. They're going to change his name to Stony Hammercock or something. Well, I don't know if we covered it or not. Vince got booted from everything. Like, Again? This like week? From two day, like two days into their deal with uh, Anthem, they were like, you're not good for business. Bye-bye. Uh, so... Uh, in front of the cameras, bye-bye, or... No, 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 no. This was all, like, you're done. You can still have your shares of the company, but you're being removed from, like, everything. So, like, right now, WWE is 100% being run by Paul Levesque. Like, Vince hasn't been on camera at all? No, dude, like... 
They wanted, they, they were, after it came out about the Fed probe that he's going through right now, they were like, they're cutting all ties. They're like, Vince who? McMahon what? We own WWE now. Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting that Paul's running everything now because there's been some a couple things recently that are that are pretty cool, like things that I haven't seen out of them in a while. Yeah, the product over there is hands down better than it's been in years. And they're going to do it without CM Punk. Because despite what the internet thought was going to happen, uh, WWE put to rest any rumors and were like, at this time we're not interested in, in any kind of working relationship with Phil Brooks. <clears throat> yeah. I think that's because a few of their very top guys were very vocal about not wanting him in. Uh, Seth Rollins called him a cancer to the locker room. And you start weighing out when it comes to Seth because his contract is due soon. Do you make him happy by not bringing CM Punk so you can keep him? Or do you potentially push him in the direction of going somewhere like AEW where it would be a, a huge get for Khan? And a huge loss for WWE. I'll say this right now. All right. I don't love him. I think it's been documented many times on this show. He's all right. Rollins? Okay. I, I, res- I respect his work. I do not love him. Mm-hmm. Um, but given all the stuff that he's said, specifically on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, um, and especially the back and forth he had with Will Ospreay a few years back. There is not a single performer in that company that I think it would be funnier if they joined AEW. Oh, yeah. Like, if that news was announced, I, I almost <clears throat> guarantee I would laugh out loud, for real, at that. Uh, because he's probably second only to Paul Levesque for the people who have basically been completely dismissive of AEW as a company. Yeah. So that would be hilarious. But he's, um, he's got he's got friends there. Yeah, yeah. I mean of course he does. But you know, is what it is. It's not like I don't know. <sighs> Whatever. Okay. Well that's the Hammerstone news. Uh that's the punk update. So don't hold your breath on seeing CM Punk wrestle probably ever again. I'm trying to remember who said it from the company, and it was somebody up there who was like, it would make no sense for us to hire him. He was just fired by someone, and let's not forget when he left here, Booker. he was fired. Oh, that was right, it was Booker. Yeah. Booker, I don't always agree with Booker, but that's not like, I don't stand, like, there's some things that come out of his mouth where I'm like, really? The, the times... He's a very intelligent person. The times that I nod along with Booker is any time... It has to do with the business itself, not his yeah, personal, yeah. not his personal issues with other wrestlers. But when he's just like, as a business, it doesn't make sense for us to do this thing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, one plus one does not make two here. Yeah, it, it, this is not good math. 
Um, Brian Danielson broke his orbital bone in a match with Okada the other day on AEW television. That sucks. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go back and watch that match, man. You do, it was good. This was Tack, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, so, I think Okada's wrestling Cesaro this week. That's cool. That's very cool. That's a fun thing. He's going to make Okada look not that big, though. That's fine. Okada's still going to wrestle like Okada. And Cesaro's a fucking machine. Yeah. Uh, second to last news item here that I have is the other night on Collision, MJF wrestled Kenny Omega for the title. Because uh, MJF is about to surpass Omega's streak as champion, which I think by today he probably did. I believe so. Fucking great match. Like, really, really good pay-per-view quality match for free on television, on Collision. And afterwards... Uh, MJF and Omega both got on the mic, and it was it well. Was, well, they did. They were both exhausted. Yes, in in opposite corners of the ring. And MJF called for a microphone and was handed one and started talking while he was still gasping for air, sitting in the ring. Yeah. And then he gave the mic to Kenny, and Kenny cut a nice promo where he's like, you know talked about his career winding down and how MJF MJF's like the new face of AEW and he feels confident that you know he's going to be running the ship for years to come and yada 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 it was, it was nice it was, a, it was a nice fucking promo yeah it's getting harder and harder though for MJF to be able to say I still don't know what I'm going to do with the bidding war of 2024. Listen, we all... Even though the biggest names in this company have all given me their stamp of approval to be the guy in the company going forward, I don't know what I'm going to do. The moment MJF got the belt, not one person should be questioning whether or not he extended his contract or not. Because as... Scattered as Tony Khan is, he is still a businessman, and there's not a fucking chance that he was going to put the belt on a dude that was going to leave the company. Well, he could have him drop it before. Not this kind of not this kind of rain. He could, if it was a one month thing, it'd be like Edge. Yeah, MJF's probably out, but he's been champion for over a year now. Um, for MJF's part of that, um. That go-home thing, though. It was pretty sweet that before he gave the mic to Kenny, he told the story about how... So, like, he trained to create a pro, which I don't know if Mike and Joe know this, but he's mentioned it a couple times in interviews, but also, like, in promos. Um, and his fir- he said that the first company he ever worked for was... What do you say it was called? Five Burrows or something like that? I think so. Um and it was one, I think he said it might have actually been his first show. And it was the opening match. And when he was looking out, he saw Kenny Omega just happened to be there in the crowd. And after his match, 
he Kenny Omega pulled him to the side and he picked Kenny Omega's brain about just like the business and everything. Um, and then he went to like basically thank every member of the elite that started the company and Tony Khan, but he did it like with the normal jabs, like even though he's a mark, you know, like that kind of stuff. And then he he specifically when he gave the mic to Ken, over to Kenny said that he wanted Kenny to do the the bang uh, end to the show, which I thought was pretty cool because I don't think Kenny expected that. Yeah. Um, how many more things do you have? Uno más. One more? Yes. I feel like I texted you about like four other things that we didn't talk about. Did you? I thought it was only one thing. It was only that. No. The oh, one. I told you all the other stuff that I saw. Oh, right, 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 right. Roman. Yeah, because there's definitely at least two of those things that I definitely want to talk about. Okay, that's right. Uh, yeah, Malachi Black made his return. To AEW, after whining again that he doesn't get used. Yeah. Uh, on on the internet's, of course. My problem with AEW is he, Tony has collected all these great talents, but he doesn't have. He doesn't need writers, but he needs better like show producing to utilize and like keep people in storylines better because like some of these guys are talented but they're not creative enough right so if they're not coming up with ideas and giving them to the people in the back they're not getting on television which is unfortunate like that's the problem with guys like Miro and Malachi Black they have you know they're great performers but it doesn't seem like they have the creative push of someone like MJF right where where WWE, it's very like we have producers, we have writers. This, these are the people we're we're going to put out there on television every week. These are the people we're pushing. Yada yada yada. Like way more structured. AEW doesn't need to be as structured, but it needs a bit more structure. Yes. Uh, but he came back and he like kicked Brian Danielson in the face, but. That's going to have to wait a little bit since Brian's got to... Somehow that's not what broke his orbital. No. Well, you know, a nice knee to the face can do that. Uh, then, L.A. Knight, yeah, got up in uh, Roman Reigns' face, and they're going to have a match at Blood Money. Blood in the Sand 12. To, to add details to this... And this is one of the things that, like, Hunter taking over, I think, the setup for this was cool. Because the setup for it was the normal, oh, we're starting the show with the contract signing. And we should have known something was going to happen because the champ came out first. And Justin, I don't know if you actually saw this clip, but... Guys, he's not even halfway down the ramp with Paul Heyman. And when he goes to do the, like, spitting mist thing that he does, 
and he goes to raise his belt. As he's raising his belt up in the air, LA Knight's music hits. He cuts Roman's entrance off and just walks his walk straight to the ring. Does not look at Roman or Paul Heyman. Yeah. Just completely dismissive of the champion. Walks right to the ring, gets in the ring, and as Roman approaches the ring, he sits down at the head of the table and makes Roman sit at the side of the table. I don't care whose idea it was. I don't care if it was Paul's, Roman's. It doesn't doesn't matter if it was LA Knight's. I love the whole setup for the signing. It was my idea. (laughs) Good for you. (laughs) Yeah. Nice, Joe. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. It's your best work since The Shining. <laughs> Thank you. It, it was, was brilliant. <laughs> we need. Why haven't we made that a shirt yet either? I mean, how does it work though? Do we take a picture of Shelley Duvall's face all wide-eyed and just put "It's brilliant" underneath it, or do we take a picture of Joe's face? I think we do Joe. <laughs> We put Joe in the Shelley Duvall role. <laughs> well, just, how would we do that? Because I'd have to walk up to the the. No, if it's just a picture, it's just a picture. It's just a picture. We get a we get your eyes and part of your face covered by a book for your the a stack of paper. Just all wide eyed. Yeah, it's brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> and five of us would laugh at it, and one <laughs> of us would buy the shirt. I would buy one. I'd buy it. Okay, two of us would buy the shirt. Pat would buy it. Maybe. Uh, The other thing to talk about is Sting announced that he's winding down. Uh, He is retiring uh, in February is when that pay-per-view is, or March or whatever. Yeah, it's February March. I I don't remember which. But yeah, and I don't know if this is your last topic, but this is what I hoped was going to be the last topic. It's not the last topic. I do have one more. <sighs> Man, because, guys, so one week he comes out with Tony Schiavone, just like in WCW, comes out, talks to everybody, says he's going to be done wrestling, and does the whole... The only thing about Sting that's for sure is nothing's for sure, but this time changes it to say that this retirement is for sure. One week later, he's brought up to the ring by Tony Schiavone and told that Tony Khan has a present for him. And while he's waiting for the present, the present is revealed to be Ric Flair coming out and coming down to the ring and telling Sting that whatever time is left in Sting's career, Ric Flair wants to be there for the ride. Okay, is this so, the first time Flair has shown up on AEW? Yes. Okay, so Potentially, that's funny. Potentially, though, we're getting Sting and Ric Flair together, I don't know, prob- with probably Darby Allen also, so there's some combination of the three of them together. <laughs> they should call their group De-Evolution. <laughs> from, from from what is now October until February or March, according to Ric Flair. I don't know if that's going to be real or not, but like that's pretty incredible that we could be potentially be getting six months of Ric Flair and Sting together again. 
that sounds really good to me unless Flair wants to actually get in the ring again. Well, so they basically covered that with the whole... Oh, I forgot to say this. So the guy that came out to interrupt them when they were having a little power in the ring was Christian Cage. So, oh my God. Um, First off, I think, hold on. I think inevitably... Uh, we know who, well, Justin and I know who, um, it's going to be, uh, 3v3. Yeah. So it's going to be Christian Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne. And then they basically said, like, the two of you, meaning Sting and Darby Allen, can take Rick as their partner, or they could pick somebody else, which is the setup for, I think, the third person, obviously, to be Adam Copeland. Right. Uh, Christian is the greatest heel in the business. Better than MJF? Yeah. Uh, yeah, because he delivered a line to Flair during this thing the other day. I mean, it wasn't the most clever line, but Does, it definitely cut deep. Doesn't and matter. You could, tell, you could tell that Flair was loving it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was something along the lines of Flair. Oh, correct. Let me say it wrong. Flair said something. Something somehow God got brought up, and Christian was like, "Now we all know if there was a real God, you would have died twenty years ago." <laughs> <laughs> Closer to thirty. Um, but Christian shit has been incredible. I. I mean, it's good seeing Rick, but I, I, I would hope he stays retired. Please. Oh, yeah, I think he's... I really think he's just going to be like maybe a corner man for Sting yeah. for the next five or six months. And, I mean, that's pretty sweet for Darby Allen too. True. But, I mean, because if Ric Flair's been backstage, they've been keeping it pretty quiet. Even though Andrade's still there. Um... Yeah, uh, but I think the fact that he will be backstage, given the fact that he's had past interactions with like Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and stuff, like I think that's pretty good for the locker room to if, have him there. If he spent the rest of his life, not just career, the rest of his life ringside, poking people in the eyes and tripping them with canes. If he turned into classy Freddie Blassie from now until the day he died, yeah. that would be the perfect way for him to end his career. That'd be great. You don't leave the business. I get it. You either financially or emotionally can't leave the business, but he has to have looked in the mirror at this point and been like, I can't do in-ring work anymore. That last match was unfortunate for everyone. So well, this is the middle ground. Yeah. So um, the, the thing I find weird about this timing, though, and I hate to make this topic go on longer than it needs to, but um, Tully Blanchard hasn't been on TV for a long time yeah. in AEW, even though he has managed four other people that are still under contract in AEW uh, over time. And recently it was announced that uh, Arn Anderson is no longer with the company. Yeah. Which is, which is kind of like weird because you could have got like a three out of the four horsemen union potentially with Rick being there, even if it was just like a backstage segment or something. But that's clearly not going to be the case now. 
Hmm. I bet they can get Steve Mongo McMichael's cheap, too. Actually, Sting was a horseman for a little while, wasn't he? Was he? I, he might have been one of the, like, the pseudo. Yeah. The last bit of news I have involves Impact Wrestling. And it reverting back to the TNA name as of this past weekend. Yes, it is now, once again, total nonstop action wrestling. Because they say there's legacy in the name. And people still called it TNA, even though it's been Impact for like four years. Wasn't Impact the name of their show? That that was was, like their... It was the name of their Raw. And then is they that changed... going to stay? Because they've already got strength in that brand. Yeah, they're st- it'll, the show will still remain Impact. Uh, but the company went back to TNA, which is fine. It's it's all, it's all good. That is an older name, right? That carries yeah. weight from. That the, was the, the yeah, yeah. But that's that's it for wrestling with ourselves this week. It's a short show, kids. I understand, uh, but we're going to be going live with our Halloween special. You'll have already seen. Possibly heard it by the time you listen to this anyway. So, I bid you adieu. Goodbye. Good night. Fuck yourself. Love you. Bang. Bang. Woo. As always, if you like what you hear, like, I like how Justin said that, like it was the last thing to be said. <laughs> yeah. I was As always, if you like what you hear. You can like us on Facebook.com slash Nerdities. Follow us on Twitter at Nerdities. Email us at Nerdities at gmail.com and check out Nerdities.com. While you're there, also, fuck yourself. And <laughs> go over to Jesus Nerdities.myspreadshop.com and buy our t-shirts. The Halloween shirts are up there. Uh, it's kind of late for those, I guess. Uh, but you buy them for next year. Christmas shirts, always available. Apparently, we're going to be doing a new Joe shirt. We don't have a Hanukkah shirt. We need to work on that. We need a Hanukkah shirt, don't we? I wonder who we could feature on a Hanukkah shirt. Hanukkah Harry himself, Joe. Hanukkah Harry? On Shmoimo. On Shlomo. Mench on the bench? I think we should have a menorah, and instead of flames, they're all Joe's face. (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible. Uh, that's really funny. I like it. I'd rock it. Uh, head over to can't stop the rope drop that myspreadshop.com to get t-shirts from the other Disney related podcasts that I have that Great Mike is also featured on fairly often. Head to sinful creations by justin.com that's C I N N F U L creations by justin.com. Get sweet treats. Holiday menu will be dropping shortly. There'll be a, a big old holiday gift basket that you can order featuring a bunch of the treats. And uh, I have, uh, I'll cover it in the next show, but I have a theory about Kyle's wife to go over. Yeah. Uh, that's it. That's, that's all I've got to say. Uh, check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash nerdities. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the bell to get notified when we're dropping new content because new content is coming including well by the time you hear this uh, our live show will be available for replay 
we'll have Nerd E.T.'s. That is our cooking show. Very fun. Hey, we got uh, we got to talk about uh, recording some, some filming some more. We, that. Yeah, that that will be a season. Um, also, uh, if you want to sponsor Nerdities, uh, write to us at nerdities at gmail.com. We'll croon, we'll spoon, we'll talk about your product and or business. We'll tickle your balls. Giggity giggity. Ooh, right. <laughs> Fuck right. Bye-bye. Uh, the opinions of Nerdies crew are eight out of the out. Don't we next week to be far more salty? I think he gave you that face because his daughter's in the room. I mean, I said titties earlier. <laughs> not really as bad. I guess not. Titties. <laughs>